0: the show this is Chris to Chris comedy advice to fix your life I am your host Chris joined in the studio today by the one the only Mike is in the building say hi Michael hey what's up what's up Mike Mike is our audio engineer by the way and uh, also moonlights as the best friend in the whole wide world you guys might know me from YouTube, Chris versus the World, Laser Lemming. That's my uh, YouTube channel. It's got upandloaded.com where we host this show. By the way, you can download this show. If you're listening, you probably already know. But maybe you might want to pass the word along. You can download the show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., 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 including upandloaded.com where you can download it and stream it and all that good stuff. Guys, we have a great show for y'all. We have a great show for y'all. This week we're going to be talking about uh, the drama between Sony and Marvel regarding uh, Spider-Man movies. We're also going to be talking about ethical meat consumption, public speaking, some funny news, and uh, a lot of great listener questions. But let's get into it. Let's get into that whole thing. Uh, last week I mentioned that I wasn't feeling so hot. <coughs> and uh, as you could tell, uh, it's kind of a, the similar theme this week. Uh, so my, my, my body still isn't up to snub a hundred percent. I took a, uh, a mucinex right before I recorded the show. And it's always a great idea to take a mucinex right before you need to do a lot of speaking because it dries out your, your mouth and your throat and your tongue. And so anytime you need to, you need to talk for a long period of time, I highly recommend you take a mucinex. Anyway, I've been looking into uh, some ways to, to feel better. And Mike, it turns out that a lot of our health is based on what we eat. Did you know that? Did you know that? When I looked it up, I saw a bunch of recommendations that I eat vegetables. I don't know why, but they said I should eat vegetables. And I'm not a big fan of vegetables. So I tried to find some vegetables with some meat in them. And I found nothing, nothing, nothing. Outside of maybe some sort of prank foods. There's no vegetables with meat in them. And I mentioned uh, multiple times on this show that I am a meat eater. I am a carnivore. But I keep hearing that it's wrong to eat meat. It's wrong to eat meat. It's wrong to eat meat. Especially meat from factory farming. You know, what's what's the name of the gun that that guy uses in uh, No Country for Old Men? It's pretty much a bolt gun. Is that what it's called? A bolt gun where it just like punches the cow in the head. and uh, Or punches a hole in the cow's head and the cow just drops dead. I think that's why. I, I think there's, there's a rhyme for that. Punch the hole in the cow's head and the cow drops dead. I don't know. Joe Rogan, he he hunts... Elk in the woods. I think he said elk. He hunts elk in the woods and eats that for meat because he watched too many documentaries and now he can't uh fathom the idea of eating a, a cow that came from a store. So now he has to eat elk from the woods. But I realized that I don't have easy access to woods or elk. So I started thinking that I need to get my meat from somewhere else, my ethical meat from somewhere else. And that's when this great idea hit me. And I think it's a great idea. I'm like I want to start an ethically moral meat company. Sit on that, buddy. I've got some great ideas that I can't wait to share, but first, let's get the show popping a little bit. Let's let's move into it. Let's ease on into our tip of the week. During my uh, freshman year of college, I had to take a public speaking class, uh, public speaking 101 or something like that. Everybody has to take a public speaking class, I believe. Pretty standard stuff. Most people hated that class. Uh, they people hate public speaking in general uh you've all heard the 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 stat or the urban legend possibly where uh public speaking is the greatest fear among all people you know dying is second to public speaking nobody wants to talk in front of people but public speaking 101 was my favorite class which was weird because by the end of it my professor kind of hated me but during the class uh I had a fun time. We had had to give different kinds of speeches throughout the class. The first one we had to do was a how-to speech, how to do something. And I couldn't think of anything good to talk about. You know, I'm a freshman. I'm an idiot. What do I know? What do I know how to do? But I really liked the show uh, Prison Break at the time. At least the very first two seasons, I really liked them. So I did a how-to speech on breaking out of prison. And I introduced myself by saying, Hi, my name is Chris. And when I graduate, I'm going to break out of prison. I got a lot of good laughs out of that speech. And uh, my professor told me to lean into the comedy aspect of my speeches going forward. So I did. I made that class my tight five stand-up routine, essentially. You know, I I was just practicing for the future. By the way, I really should uh, get into stand-up, I think, Mike. Anyway, uh, she stopped liking me, the professor. She stopped liking me shortly after that first speech. I, I did a few other speeches but uh, my favorite speech in that class was the last speech I gave because we had to give a speech to convince people of something we had. To, there's a there's a word for it It might be a convincing speech. I don't know what it's called, A uh, but a persuasive speech. I, I think that was what it was. We had to persuade the class into something. So I decided to convince people or persuade people into thinking that it was wrong to spay or neuter your pets. I'm like I made props and everything for this whole thing i rolled up a bunch of socks and i threw them in a cardboard box and i took a sharpie and i wrote free kittens on the side of that box then when i got to class and they said chris it's time to do your speech took my box with my free kittens and i flipped it and slammed it upside down onto the podium so all the kittens would scatter to make a a dramatic statement you know i wanted to i wanted to really hit it home because there's there's another term for that it's your opening, it's your opener, it's your uh, attention grabber. I want it to be dramatic. And I can't remember what kind of logical hoops I had to jump through to make the argument that you shouldn't get your pets fixed, but I think it was something about, uh, like, lopping your dog's balls off is going to cause them to get depressed and eat too much. And he won't, he won't be the same. He won't be the same. And uh, I, I do remember some of my alternatives to neutering, because you can't just say, hey, don't don't cut your dog's nuts off you have to give uh, an alternative you have to give them something else so i think i said something like uh you know you don't have to depress your dog you can you can uh keep your dog from procreating and keep them happy you can get your dog a vasectomy which is not a popular uh, or maybe even possible surgery you can currently give your dog or cat but i think it should be at least that's what i was saying and I said you could uh, possibly get your dog some sort of contraceptive, like a condom. Condoms for, for animals. Anyway, I, <laughs> I thought this was a good idea. But when I finished my speech, I asked, we have to ask if there was any questions. So I asked, uh, any questions? And my professor's arm shot up to the moon. She was like scratching at the ceiling. That's how high her hand was. She clearly had uh, some issues with the idea or plan to, to give condoms to cats and dogs. You know, She started to talk to me about how there was an overpopulation of animals and uh, we couldn't take care of them all or something. I don't know. I wasn't really listening at that point because I had won. I had already won. She hated it, but the class loved it. and I knew from their response. they They might have had questions, but it was something like, hey, this is a great idea. How can I get my dog condoms? And it's not even like I really want people to buy condoms for dogs. You know, cuz a dog's not going to be able to put a condom on. And a person doing that, I think I I just think it would be wrong. You know what, we're we're getting into some weird territory and we're only we're only uh about 8 or 9 minutes in here, so uh I don't know. I I think that I think that if you end up putting uh, rubber on your uh your dog or cat in their uh area. You've uh, you've hit new low, and Bob Barker would be pre- pretty uh disappointed in you. So this week's tip of the week is to uh, I don't know, embrace your challenges or something. That that's our tip of the week. Uh, let's move on to a little thing we like to call video game corner. Side effect of taking. Uh, Musinex is that it it dries you out i think i said that right in the beginning of this show i guess it also kills your memory anyway uh video game corner time this isn't so much a video game corner as it is something else uh, by now you probably heard about uh, marvel and sony they're no longer dating each other uh, in fact you might have heard it in the beginning of the show when we kind of mentioned it mike uh, do you know anything about this uh this marvel drama with sony no, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. Uh, I'll explain what's going on. About uh, four years ago, 2015, Sony was doing a really shitty job with the Spider-Man franchise. If you don't know, uh, they they had Marvel pretty much by the balls with Spider-Man. When Marvel was dirt broke in the 90s and uh, they are smoking that, that crack rock, they sold their mom's favorite franchise to Sony. Spider-Man. They sold the movie rights, I should say. Sony doesn't own all of Spider-Man. They own the movie rights. And so they started making Spider-Man movies with Sam Raby, Raby, Rabies? Sam Raimi, and Tobey Maguire. It was called uh, Spider-Man: The Thirty-Year-Old Man in High School. And by the time they got to Spider-Man Three, came out, it wasn't so good. It wasn't so hot. So they uh, they rebooted the series with Andrew Garfield, and they did pretty much practically nothing new with it at all. You got to watch Uncle Ben die all over again. You got to hear about great power and great responsibility. And you got to see a slew of bad guys, except it was done with less visual flair, we can say. There was a lot of CG in the Sam Raimi movies, but they had more character to them. And I think they used uh, some real props too. And not so much in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I didn't see the second one. But... uh, they uh, they created these amazing Spider-Man movies. I'm losing it. I I feel like you can tell. Can you tell, Mike? Do you think they can tell? They can tell. Yeah, uh, I I feel like I'm not as uh, clear-headed as I should be. Maybe I should go to Clearwater, Florida. Join some Scientology. Maybe that will clear my head. Anyway, like I said, they rebooted the franchise and made The Amazing Spider-Man. I saw that in theaters. It was all right. And then they made uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And it was a, it was a bad movie. By all accounts. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I don't want to because it's like over I think it's like two and a half hours long. And who wants to invest two and a half hours into a movie that is hated by all? So uh Sony was aware that nobody liked it and they were they were stuck. They were stuck. And uh, they said, Don't worry, don't worry. We've got plans for Spider-Man, okay? We've got this. We are going to make a movie about Spider-Man's Aunt May. We're gonna do a spin-off Spider-Man. Aunt May movie. It's going to be all about Aunt May. It's going to be called Aunt May Begins or Aunt May Origins. Look it up. This was real. This is part of the the Sony leak, I believe. The hack in uh in 2014. I think it was 2014. Sony got hacked and we saw all their dirt. We saw all their dirt with Amy Pascal and how she was illiterate and how nobody knew what the hell they were doing with Sony or at Sony. And they were really thinking about doing an Aunt May spinoff movie so yeah that's where we're at that's where we're at point is sony was doing a bad job of spider-man right they were doing a bad job with these movies and marvel had been jonesing to get spider-man back for years they wanted to get some of that sweet sweet spider-man so sony finally uh struck a deal with marvel uh, the deal pretty much said look uh, marvel can use spider-man in the mcu and sony would uh Uh, fund the solo movies and marvel would have creative control over those movies so sony would just collect a fat check they would invest into they would they would pay for the movie they'd pay for the movie to be made and marvel would have the creative control so they would dictate how the movie was made they'd uh, hire the directors the actors and so forth that's why andrew garfield got fired as spider-man because marvel was like look if we're gonna do this we need spider-man to actually look like he's in high school he can't be some british adult okay So they got a a British teenager instead. I think uh, Tom Holland's British. I I heard him in a a cooking show on Netflix, and he sounded like he was uh, sneaking in some British accents in there. Anyway, all of that beautiful relationship I just described to you, all of it came crashing down on Tuesday this week. Deadline reported that Disney wanted to renegotiate their deal with Sony so that they'd have more control, more monetary control. And get more money out of the situation and sony said "Fuck that noise so here's what they wanted disney said look right now you guys are, are are paying for these spider-man movies to be made and we're we're the creative voice behind it but you guys are getting all the money from it you guys are getting all the money the deal was that sony gets all the money from the solo movies all the profits from the movie and marvel gets all the profits from their own movies sony doesn't make money when spider-man shows up in captain america civil war or the avengers so Sony didn't like that deal because Disney was like, look, 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 here's what we're going to do. We are going to co-fund the solo movies with you. It's going to be 50-50, all right? We're going to pay for half of that movie. But what do you think comes with that? That means Disney is going to get half of the profits. That's how it works, I assume, right? It's it's money, it's producers, it's Hollywood. You don't put in, you know, Disney's not just volunteering to pay extra money for these movies. They're doing it as an investment. They're saying, look. We paid for half of that movie. We own half of that movie. We are getting the profits. We're getting half the profits. And I can understand why uh, Sony is a little hesitant on that because they had a much better deal before, you know? They might have had to spend more money on the creation of the movie, but they were getting a lot more in return. Spider-Man Far From Home made over a billion dollars. It's the highest grossing movie Sony has ever had. And now all of a sudden, Disney's at their door saying, huh, we want half. So, uh... Disney came up with this idea. Sony said, hell no. And a few hours later, because it's already in the news, their dirt was out there quick. A few hours later, the whole thing was dead. Sony and Marvel ain't working together no more. They're done. At least for now. You never know. They can, they can come back together. But in the meantime, this means that Spider-Man is not going to show up in any more MCU movies, and they'll probably never mention him. Um, they probably can't mention him. And Sony will go back to creating shitty Spider-Man movies without Marvel, without any Marvel input. And they also can't mention the MCU. So even though in the uh, Spider-Man movies with uh, a Tom Holland, it's all about like their relationship with Iron Man and Happy is dating Aunt May and all that. Screw all that. It's not happening. They can't mention Happy. They can't mention uh, Iron Man or the Avengers, any of that shit. It's just going to be like, Tom Holland forgot all about that. He's going to get men in blacked. Will Smith should show up with his uh, Neuralizer Hypnotizer, how'd it go? Uh, you know, I was about to sing the Men in Black song, but I think I said it backwards already. Anyway, Mike, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, video game corner. Oh yeah, um right. Uh, so I mentioned a few times that there's a, a Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game, and I believed that the uh game was an exclusive to the PlayStation 4 because Sony struck this deal with Marvel in the first place. And word is, is that, uh, it was actually a multi-game deal. So Sony or Spider-Man games are probably still going to come out exclusively for the PlayStation four and PlayStation five, uh, for the next several years. I don't know what several is to you, maybe five or six years next, next few Spider-Man games are still probably going to be PlayStation exclusive. Oh, also, uh, in other non-video game news, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to star in the matrix four. Okay. Uh, that's happening you know, so maybe they'll just, uh, act like two and three never happened. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. You you guys might've been able to tell, uh, I am, uh, (coughs) having a tough time speaking like I have a wet tongue today because I don't, but we're gonna, we're gonna soldier through this. I want to talk about my ethical meat company some more. So in the past I've made some, uh, vegan cooking videos on facebook on facebook on uh on youtube and uh the vegans they don't really seem to like them at all like at all they there's they respond with venom and hatred uh, maybe I'll, I'll share one of them on the uh the website uploaded.com but I think there are some actual uh decent vegan products out there uh like there's some decent donuts and uh, ice cream but I, I just don't think I'm ready to become a vegan so I want to start a meat company for people like me, people that enjoy meat, but also don't want to feel bad about hormone-pumped cows getting killed in mass, right? So I came up with this great idea, Mike. I want to start the first meat company that only sells meat, get this, that only sells meat from animals that died of old age. Boom. Boom. Did your mind just explode too? Did your mind just explode? Because that's how my mind felt when I first thought of this. You know, I can't believe this hasn't been done before. It's the best of both worlds, if you think about it. You, you get to eat the tasty meat of a very old animal, and you get to feel good about yourself while you do it, you know? Mike, would you eat the, the the meat of an animal that died of old age? No, that sounds gross. Well, I think that I might be able to change your mind, Mike. But first, let's move on to the news. A TSA agent at the Rochester International Airport in New York has been fired for handing notes to travelers, calling them ugly. This happened in June, actually, but some video footage just recently came out thanks to the Freedom of Information Act. So this guy, uh, Neil Strassner, he's going through the, the whole TSA song and dance at the airport, right? Mike, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you you gotta, you gotta take off your... Uh, your shoes empty your pockets let them uh, point a flashlight up your ass just so you can fly on a plane so neil is doing the whole tsa tangle and on the other side of the metal detector is a tsa agent uh, waving people through she's like in her she looks like she's in her early 20s and uh neil's he's about to go through the metal detector she waves him through and as he walks through she hands him a rolled up Uh, It looks like a rolled up piece of paper. It's actually made of thin cardboard, but she hands it to him. He doesn't look at it. He just like kind of smiles. And uh, as he's walking away, she asks him, you gonna open the note? So he opens it. And in the video, he's got a a picture of the note at the end. The, The picture of the note she gave him. It just says, you ugly. It's got three exclamation points at the end. It says, you ugly. And after he leaves, she starts tearing off a piece of cardboard. You know those uh, rubber latex gloves? They come in like a little cardboard box. She's just tearing off from the box uh, the next note. She already had this note written. It was a pre-written you ugly note. She, uh, like, If you watch the video, she doesn't take a pen until after he already walks away. So she's just writing. Mike, I think this bitch is just writing notes calling people ugly all day long. <sighs> you can see the video on our site, but uh, if you're wondering... This guy uh, kind of looks like a, a young Quentin Tarantino in the video. So he's not the prettiest man. But does he deserve that? No, he was—he was, looked like he's being perfectly friendly to everybody. And the thing is, this girl is not exactly a 10 herself, you know? She is not exactly the most beautiful broad in the land. So uh, he might not be the prettiest man out there, but she ain't either. Uh, this is a clear case of the, the pot calling the kettle ugly, you know? you know? All right. All right. Let's get back to my whole, uh, mythical, mythical, <laughs> mythical, ethical meat company. One more time. Let, let's, 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 uh, let's talk about this. Mike, Mike here said that he would not eat an animal that died of old age, but I could see it in your eyes, buddy. You want to eat an animal that has died of old age, but you just don't think the idea has gone far enough. It's not ethical enough for you. It's not mythical enough for you. But Mike, that is why my meat company is going to go the extra mile. First of all, all of the meat that we sell will come with a certificate of consent to be eaten. We're going to be the first that's done that. I'm sure of it. We're going to have the first meat company that gives a consent to be eaten certificate in every bag of meat or every package of meat, however you get your meat. So I know that animals can't uh, typically write, especially the animals that we like to eat. They usually have hooves. So it, you know, they just stamp. Back in the day, in the like the the revolutionary times in this country, when people would sign up for war, when young men would sign up for war, they would not be uh, typically writing their name. Most people were illiterate. They just write their mark. Could have been an X. That's where it comes from in the in the Looney Tunes cartoons when they'd all just use an X for their signature. People couldn't. People couldn't. Right. And so if a person couldn't write back then, I don't think it's right for us to expect an animal to be able to write their name, especially a hooved animal. So we're going to let them stamp their name with their hoof. So in addition to that, we are going to raise our animals on a farm, of course, and let them watch the Lion King all day if they want. If they want, we're not going to force them, but I'm sure they're going to want to see it every now and then, right? Everybody needs to see the Lion King every now and then. And the reason we're going to let the Lion King play often on our farm is so that the animals can understand the circle of life, which is that, yes, you are supposed to die and you are supposed to become food because that is the circle of life. So we're going to teach uh, the cows and the pigs and whatever other animals that you might eat, maybe a chicken, we're going to teach them sign language, which I believe is only really usually done with gorillas and chimps, but we're going to do it with uh, farming animals we're going to teach them sign language so that we can let them understand our promise to them and our promise to them is that if they agree to be eaten after they die we will take care of their family for the rest of their life no questions asked and again this is something that no other farm has done before so i think it's i think it's a pretty revolutionary idea i think it's going to be great we'll call it something like uh something like uh digest in peace get it it's got like multiple multiple meanings digest in peace or or it works in on multiple levels i should say uh i got the mucinex talking folks i got the mucinex talking oh anyway we're we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit further with this i think we'll we'll, we'll put a picture of the animal when it was still alive we'll put a picture of the animal's face on the packaging and some kind of personalized haiku about the animal right I, i i just want our our people that our consumers to, to feel comfortable when they eat the tough ancient meat of a 22 year old cow. You know, I think it's a great idea. Like, I, I want you to start brushing up on your haiku skills. Okay. You're going to be a, a, an integral part of the digest in peace. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Let, let's, let's keep the show moving. Let's move on to a little thing. We like to call listener questions. It's fewer question time. You guys like that? You guys like that? That was from our very wonderful questionnaire, questioner, Ken. Speaking of Ken, Ken has a question for us. Uh, Ken asks, have you ever thought of doing an unboxing on your podcast? And uh, Devin actually kind of answered the question how I would answer. He responded to Ken. He said, do you remember what almost happened the last time he did an unboxing? He's right. Uh, Ken, I did do an unboxing on this podcast once. In fact, the episode I did an unboxing on, you were on. You were on that episode. You were interviewed. But uh, yeah, I have thought about doing more. You know, I just need more things to unbox. I have uh, something coming from Amazon Tomorrow, but you guys aren't going to be here tomorrow. Well, I guess you'll be listening by the time it goes up. You know, it's just not a good time. Maybe we'll do it again. I do have an unboxing video. I did a Dollar Tree unboxing on YouTube a while back. Maybe I'll post that on the uh, website as well. But yeah, we can do more unboxings. I'm sure you guys love to to see more unboxings in the audio format. Uh, Speaking of Devin, Devin asks Do you like satire? Yes or no? No. No. Satire is the lowest form of humor. It is uh, my favorite kind of humor, but apparently, I don't know shit. I don't know shit. I've written a lot of it, and we're going to talk more about that in the future, but yeah, I, I-, I like satire. I remember about six years ago, I uh, was at work, and my mom was texting me, and she sounded she sounded concerned. And then after work, I get a call from my mom, and she sounds really concerned. She kept asking me if I was okay. Like, and I I was getting confused. and it, 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 She was being vague, though. She wasn't specifying. So I was confused, and then I was irritated. So I asked her, what's up? What's up? What's the problem? What's going on? She said, well, you shared that post, that link on Facebook about the school shooter and how everybody thought he was a hero. And I got worried. And so that day, I had to explain to my mom what the onion was. And, uh, yeah, I I guess I've always been attracted to satire. Actually, you know what? My mom, my mom doesn't always think the best of me. I might've mentioned on on the show once, uh, she actually accused me a few years back in so many words. She accused me of robbing an old lady in uh, San Bernardino. She saw a clip of somebody on the news that looked like me. It was a grainy black and white, uh, out of focus video clip from a security camera. And she called me like you stole from that old lady. She didn't say it like that, but the way she was talking, she sounded convinced I stole from that old lady. Yeah. You know Actually, when I worked at Target, I got a call from her one day pissed off. She was pissed. She thought she thought that I took dog shit with the the dog's the pooper scooper and I put it on her barbecue. I put it on our barbecue. This was when I just graduated from high school, so I was still living at home at the time. And she thought I was just pissed off and I decided to put dog shit on the barbecue as if I don't eat food from that barbecue too. So yes, Devin, I like satire. Uh, Yilly asks, how does a flying squirrel fly? It's a great question. Flying squirrels fly, Yilly, by using the same... Scientific principles found in your standard Peter Pans, right? Peter Pan flies by snorting fairy dust, right? Well established. Flying squirrels are simply regular squirrels with a drug problem. That's how flying squirrels fly. Ken asks, do you have any good dentist stories? I do. I don't know if this is a good one, but uh, I sure do. I got a wisdom tooth removed the day before my dental insurance ran out. I still have three of them because I only had a day you know uh the, the guy that uh performed the uh, wisdom tooth removal he was afraid to do the surgery, and I could see why I could see why he was afraid because he did a bad job he did a bad job he, my, my my entire cheek swelled up like I was chewing on a baseball for a week. He also upcharged me for what's called a bone graft, and he told me this was so that my teeth would not move after the surgery. And later, I went to the dentist, a different dentist, and he saw it on the x-ray. He's like, what's that? And I, I told I told him, uh, well, this other dentist told me I needed a bone graft so my teeth wouldn't shift. And he looked at me like, dude, that guy played you. That guy played you. He was full of shit. He was full of shit. You didn't need any stupid bone graft. So, I got I got a bone graft. It, it's like, it's like when you, uh, it's, the dentist, that's, my, that's one of my big problems with the dentist is that it's one of these weird medical professions that you need to have in your life, right? You need to go to the dentist in order to have good general health because your, the health of your mouth and your gums and your teeth affects a lot of your other health, right? They, they're just saying now, the, the, the studies are showing that uh, gum health might be related to Alzheimer's. So you need to have good dental health. So you have to go to the dentist. But why is this necessary medical world acting like it's a mechanic or a, or a car dealership, you know? It's like, "Hey, uh you you can uh, get the leather seats and the and the uh the 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 chrome the chrome wheels and uh the bone graft." That's what it's like going to the dentist. Devin asks, tell me about your leg day routine. Great question. Well, uh, Sometimes during my lunch break at work, actually, I, I spend all of my breaks. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. I spend all of my breaks uh, walking. I, I eat lunch at my desk and I walk the entirety of my breaks. If I, if I get all of my breaks, I'm walking during them. So sometimes during my lunch break at work, I'll leave the building and go for a walk. And I work in a somewhat part of, a somewhat uh shady part of the city it's not like crazy bad or anything like that but it's not uncommon to, to see people getting arrested at their own house for example and uh, one time i saw this uh old white guy he uh kicked out his 30 something year old girlfriend crackhead girlfriend and she was just standing outside uh, of his front yard he's at the front door just watching her she's standing out there cussing him out as loud as she possibly could. I heard her from across the block and I came over to see, popped open a chair, sat down and watched. And she's just calling him, you little dick motherfucker. And I don't think that was his name, but that's what she was doing. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of city we're talking about here. Uh, it's the kind of city where people just let their chihuahuas roam around the streets all day long. So sometimes you see dead chihuahuas in the streets. Anyway. The point is that sometimes during my walks, I, I pass a uh, house that has pit bulls in the front yard. And if it's my leg day, I like to, to bang on the fence really loud and start barking back at the dogs. Like They'll they'll bark at me and I'll be like, And so it really riles them up, right? And so I'm banging and banging and I'm barking and barking. And then I'll flip open the gate, push it open and run my ass off. I will haul ass across the block until I... I until my break is almost over, right? And I'll either dart for the the, the building or I will, uh, if I'm feeling generous, I'll, I'll run back to their house, run back into their front yard, let them follow me in, hop over the gate and close it. Because that's the gentlemanly thing to do because it's kind of rude to just uh, release somebody's dogs every other uh, Tuesday or whatever, whatever my leg day is this week. You get what I'm saying. So uh, I guess my point is that uh, my calves have never looked better. It's a, it's a great workout. It's good cardio, too. Uh, Yilly asks, why isn't there a bar at every office job? It's a great question. You know, they don't do it like Mad Men anymore. The answer is because they don't want you to be too happy, Yilly. If you're too happy at work, you might realize that you don't have to spend your life at a place that doesn't even have the decency to give their employees a bar, right? Right? So you have to bring the bar to work. You know, when I worked in Vegas, there were uh, two girls that would pass a Gatorade bottle Mixed with vodka back and forth all night long. It's like, okay, you guys are just sharing a bottle of Gatorade with each other every night. We know what's up. We know what's up. They were truly living their life to the fullest. Ken asks, if you had to describe your favorite color to a blind person, what kind of beer would you be drinking? That is a great question, Ken. Very great question. Uh, My choice of beer while describing colors to the blind is definitely... Lagunitas, a little something, something. It is a uh, San Diego based beer, I believe. And it is ideal if you want to try to describe colors to somebody who has never experienced colors outside of their own mind. I wonder what that's like, actually. Can you, what are colors to somebody that has never, ever seen anything? Like if your eyes didn't work at all, or if you were born without eyes, what, what is your perception of color? Is it just black? I don't know. That is a question for another time. Uh, Devin asks, Is Stephen Baldwin your favorite actor? <laughs> Stephen Baldwin is one of the most prolific actors of our time. You know, I, I, never mind. I, I can't even fake my way through that. I can't fake my way through that. I, I pulled up uh, Steve, Stevie Baldwin's uh, IMDb page because, honestly, I couldn't remember ever watching anything he's been in. Think about it. Uh, what's what's your favorite Stephen Baldwin movie? You can't think of anything. You can't think of anything. Everybody listening, just close your eyes for a second and try to picture the kind of movies Stephen Baldwin is in. If all you can picture is a giant steaming turd, congratulations. You're correct. You guessed right. That is That is everything he's in. He's in a lot of bad movies. I'm serious. Just pull it up, pull up IMDB, search Stephen Baldwin, and enjoy. Enjoy the train wreck, you know? Everything he's in looks like some bullshit that would go straight to Blockbuster back in the day, straight to the video store. But I do hope uh, you're a fan of Chris to Chris, Stephen Baldwin. I may not like your movies, I may not have seen your movies, but I hope you are enjoying the show. Yilly asks, why isn't the show called Chris to Mike? I see where you're going with this because there's only one Chris on the show and there's one Mike. Why not call Chris to Mike instead of Chris to Chris? That's a good question. Chris to Mike, first of all, just doesn't roll off the tongue the same way as uh, Chris to Chris. I don't think so, at least, but I might be biased. Also, I think it's fair to say that Mike has not earned a place in the title card at all. You know, most of the time, Mike, it just feels like I'm talking to myself. Doesn't feel like anybody else is here. So it's called Chris to Chris, Yelly. That's, that's what we're going with. Ken asks, do you ever feel that Mike will try to kill you and change the show, calling it Mike to Mike? Wow, we have a theme this week. You know what? I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Because what you just described, Ken, is a man with ambition. And I would never accuse Mike of being ambitious in any way. Devin asks, who moved my cheese? Devin, the the cheese was moved by, uh, well, it was eaten, really, by two mice and two little men. And those men were uh, not the brightest of the bunch. How do you let mice outsmart you? Yuli asks, will Devin ever turn back into a Pokemon? We're getting into some deep cuts, some inside jokes now. For those not in the know, uh, Devin used to look a lot like a a Gyarados. Gyarados? Gyarados? I think it's Gyarados. That's how I used to say it. Devin used to look a lot like a Gyarados, but now he looks a lot more like a Devin. So to answer your question, you like, I think it depends on whether or not we get a sequel to Detective Pikachu. Because I think we need an obvious villain to turn people back into a Pokemon. And if you guys haven't seen Detective Pikachu, this whole question is throwing you off. This whole question, this whole answer is throwing you off. Devin asks, are you loving it? Devin, I can't remember the last time I had McDonald's it it was probably usually within like the last i would say 10 15 years if i was eating mcdonald's it was because i was waiting for my car to get fixed in some capacity like i uh, i was waiting for somebody to to work on the brakes or whatever and when you're waiting for your car to get fixed and it's it's a long it's a long wait and all you have next to you is a mcdonald's you go to mcdonald's and i ordered the fries that's all I remember. I, I ordered the fries. Anytime I've been to the McDonald's, the McDonald's, anytime I've been to a McDonald's in the last 10, 15 years, all I've gotten there was fries. Maybe an apple pie. I'm not a fan of their their sugary bread, their sugary meat, their anything, <laughs> anything else. I, I'm just not a fan of McDonald's food. I'm just not. Supposedly, they have the best Coke. But I, I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. Have you, have you, guys, have you guys seen uh the The Founder? with uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Batman Keaton. He uh, plays Ray Kroc, and it tells the story of McDonald's. And that guy stole McDonald's. I might actually really have liked McDonald's if he never did that. By the way, McDonald's, I believe, started in San Bernardino. That is where, that is where my mom, that is where the uh, accusation came from, my mom, of me uh, robbing that old lady. It is also where the... Uh, shootings happened a few years back so yeah that is uh that is my uh answer to your question i am sometimes loving it when i get my car fixed i get fries anyway uh let's wrap this thing up with some poll results last week we asked on our facebook page what is the best computer game what's the best pc game 57 percent of you said solitaire is the best you guys like playing by yourselves 43% 43% of you said Oregon Trail is the best because you guys like watching your family die of dysentery. Dysentery? Dysentery. That's how you say it. Dysentery. Anyway, as you could tell, I am still losing it this week. Uh, this week's poll asks on our Facebook page, we're going to ask, what is the best thing about going to the airport? You can answer this poll on our Facebook page at up and loaded, U P N L O A D E D. Also on the Twitter. Also on the Instagram, the, uh, polls go up more on the Facebook. Some of the, uh, funnier posts go up more on the, uh, Twitter. You know, I shouldn't say that because I like to cross post all the time. I like to cross pollinate like I'm a beautiful bee. All right. All right. This, uh, this next is getting to me. It's getting to me. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, guys. Tell your friends about it. That would be lovely. That would be amazing. You know, if, if I need to bribe you in some capacity... I can do that. If you need me to threaten you in some capacity, I could do that. Whatever it takes. Uh, Guys, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 47 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.